this is the last episode of season two of my podcast, Exactly. If you listened to last week, you'd have heard that I said we're going to be doing things a little differently around here today, as there will be no guest joining me. Lucky you, you have me for a full fucking half an hour talking about joy. When I started the podcast, I realized that I wanted to have conversations that were just too fucking nuanced for social media. You could write the lengthiest paragraph and someone will find some quotes to take out of context and kind of strip any any important conversation that's worth having of its humanness. So I really wanted to humanize these conversations and just bring them to a podcast conversation platform. But what I realized from season one, because I reflected a lot, is that a lot of these topics are so heavy and I'm such a joyful person. I love my life. I wake up most days feeling pretty fucking good, pretty happy, and I'm, I'm a pretty joyful person. All my friends are joyful. If you listen to last week's episode with my best friend, Jenny, you'll hear that, yeah, me and my friends are pretty fucking joyful people. And so for season two, I wanted to kind of encapsulate that joy while still talking about really fucking important things. And I think that when it comes to activism and social justice issues and even talking about how tough relationships can be sometimes, we leave joy out of the equation because we think that joy and talking about the hardships of life and the hardships of the world uh, cannot go together, they cannot coexist. And one of the main questions I get from um, budding activists or people who want to make a change in the world is that they don't think that they'll ever be able to be a happy activist. And so part of what I want to do is make it non-cringy to love the shit out of your life and also care about the world. So this episode is going to be all about the ways that I love my life, the tiny little things and the little rituals that I do for myself to keep myself happy even when things are going to shit and also your things that make you happy. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. When I was in Tokyo a few weeks ago, I asked all of you about what things make you happy and the things and the rituals that you have to live deliciously. I'm of the belief that joy is accessible to anyone who wants it. And one of my personal ways of finding joy is through romanticizing the shit out of my life. And I call this living deliciously. I I want this episode to be a place that you can come to when you feel like shit. And when you need to remember that life is worth living, that there are nice things that exist, there are nice things that you can do for yourself. I want this to be a little dose of sunshine for when you don't feel that in your lives. And I'm so excited to round up season two of this podcast with a little dose of sunshine. So living deliciously, where does it come from? Why did I even start talking about it? Well, 
let me tell you. A few years ago, um, I realized that I used the word delicious to describe almost anything. And to me, I knew what I meant when I said the word delicious. I knew what it meant. I knew the aesthetic. I knew the feeling that the word delicious gave me. I would describe someone's outfit as delicious. I would describe my day as delicious, my morning as delicious. I would respond to things with just delicious. The same way I also use the word gorgeous. I was saying this word a lot in my life. And then I was telling my friend, it was actually my birthday, it was my 22nd birthday, I said to her that I wanted to get the words live deliciously tattooed on my body. And then it became our thing where we were saying living deliciously constantly, uh, where we would describe everything as delicious. It would be having your cup of coffee in the morning, delicious. It would be dressing and coordinating your outfit in a way that enhances the experience of going to brunch with your friend, wearing perfume when you go to bed brushing your teeth by candlelight, all of this stuff. We were like, it's living deliciously. And it's a little bit different than the word romanticizing your life, I feel. Because when we think about romanticizing your life, we think that requires resources. And to me, living deliciously, you don't require resources to live deliciously. You just require this mindset that constantly wants to make the world around you a more beautiful place. Because it is a beautiful place. The world around you is a beautiful place. And there is always something beautiful that you can use around you, whether it's a walk in the park or in your home, to anchor yourself and to remind yourself that you deserve nice things. So that's where Living Deliciously came from. I literally just wanted to tattoo it on my body because it's the way I was describing my life for quite a few years. And I brought it up when I was in Tokyo because I've been thinking about the architecture a lot in Tokyo um, it's quite dark, there's skyscrapers, you don't get a lot of natural light. And I was staying in an apartment building where the apartment was facing away from the sun. So there was a, a, a if you imagine an apartment building where the stairwell to the building is south facing, gets the sun all fucking day. But the north facing side of the building that gets no sun ever is where they made all the apartments. And I didn't understand why there's even some kind of like, why isn't there some kind of planning permission thing where you always make sure you build apartments facing the sun if they're able to? Like, why don't we do that? Because I feel like people's happiness and sunshine, it's just so interlinked with each other. And I reflected on the fact that sunshine is such a big part of my happiness. It makes me feel fucking incredible and I need it in my life. So I wanted to know from you what things made you feel delicious and what things enhance your quality of life. And all of the answers that I got from you, almost none of them required a lot of money. Like nothing was over a tenner. Most of it was like, I love drinking a red glass of wine in the bath after a long day and looking at my legs glistening out of the water. Or it was, I like to have coffee first thing in the morning and hearing the birds chirp, waking up half an hour to experiencing the birds chirping and watching the sunrise. All of these moments that you were describing also pointed to something you do by yourself. So living deliciously and enjoying your life, which is ultimately what we all want to do, it can be these acts that we do alone. And I think there's something so beautiful about doing things by yourself that aren't for the performance of others. It's not this consumable act. And we're currently living in a time where most of the things we do are consumable because we're putting it on TikTok or on Instagram or we're making reels out of things because 
it's almost like this mentality we have of picks or it didn't happen. And I think the most beautiful thing about being a romantic and about being a person who lives deliciously all the time is that this is a lifestyle to you and you're doing it with or without someone witnessing it. And I realised that a lot of my community and a lot of the people that listen to this podcast also feel the same way. We love enhancing our lives. We love enhancing our joy. And this is actually something that I used to feel quite embarrassed about, especially as a feminist. I thought that perhaps the pursuit of beautiful things and beautiful imagery and art and all of this stuff was some kind of futile pursuit because it's about aestheticism. And aestheticism typically is frowned upon by some people. It's seen as cringy. I remember if uh, when I grew up in Plymouth and I went to secondary school, if you had a Tumblr blog and you posted pictures, you would just get called aesthetic. Like people would go, oh my God, you're so aesthetic. It doesn't even make sense also because what aesthetic are you saying I am? But it was this word of like telling, of shaming people into not caring about the way things look. And I'm at this point in my life now where I'm really fucking owning the things that make me happy. And so I want to talk about that in this episode, living deliciously every single fucking day and to show you some ways that you can implement it into your life with the help of my own suggestions and also some that I've gathered from my audience. So Firstly, I need to clarify what is living deliciously. Living deliciously is about enhancing your experience of the world as though you are the centre of it and as though beautiful things are happening around you constantly. And please note, everyone is the centre of their own world, not the world. You are not the centre of the world, you are the centre of your own world. And I really want to make that distinction, not only because, you know, some people can... Uh, bypass their narcissism by being like, well, I'm just being the main character of my own life and really they're just being an arsehole. But mostly because a lot of women actually have a lot of guilt surrounding their desire to love their lives. Most of the questions I've got in about living deliciously have been from women saying, how the fuck do I even allow myself to do nice things for myself? How do I even allow myself as a woman, as a feminist, as a whatever, to allow myself to indulge in my own time and and do these nice rituals for myself. So I think we have a lot of guilt surrounding it because we think we're being selfish. And selfish is just another word to trap mostly women. One of the biggest compliments a woman can receive is that she's selfless. And that doesn't land well with me anymore. Like, why do we need to be without self? Why why do we need to be so self-sacrificing in order to receive any kind of Uh, praise from our family or from our friends. And I just think it's such an archaic point of view that women shouldn't be the center of their own fucking universes. And don't conflate the idea of being the love of your own fucking life with some kind of idea that you are being too much because you are the center of your world, not the world. And that's the way I make the distinction in my mind when I feel like, oh my God, I shouldn't be doing what? No, like everyone is the center of their own universe and there's nothing wrong with that. So that's what living deliciously is to me. It's about enhancing your experience of the world as though you are the center of it and as though beautiful things are happening around you constantly, which they are. And a big tip from me about living deliciously is just constantly gushing about the world around you. The more that you try to find and notice beautiful things, the more you'll be grateful. Like the more, the small inconveniences won't bother you anymore. 
Living deliciously feels like creating a little world around you that reflects your desires. It feels like being in a scene written and directed by yourself. You can change your habits and routine in a way that serve your pleasure visually, physically, sensually, without it being expensive. Sometimes it's just cooking your regular dinner, but adding a little fancy garnish. You're creating your life in a way that makes you feel special. You're giving yourself all of these romantic experiences. That's what it's all about. My thing is not going to be your thing. And that's still fucking valid. Whatever makes you feel fucking amazing. Manicures and acrylic nails are famous for elevating a person's self-esteem. So sometimes these quote-unquote petty or futile or vapid things that we discourage women from doing in the name of feminism, right, is actually something that's just going to make you feel fucking incredible. And I think that I have shared so much shame about this stuff by just embracing it and also surrounding myself with other people who embrace all of these gorgeous little rituals that we can do for ourselves. It's so psychological, particularly because you spend most of the day looking at your hands. If your hands look fucking hot, you're going to feel fucking hot and it's going to change the way you walk into rooms. It's going to open doors, enable opportunities. And I think that making these tiny investments in yourself there's nothing futile about that. For example, if, even if you can't afford a manicure or a pedicure or extensions or something, just paint your nails to match your outfit. I've done it today. My nails match my lipstick, match my hair colour, match my sunglasses. And suddenly I feel fucking incredible. And all I've done is just colour match my outfit. So I was in the airport in Tokyo and I had this massive inspiration to just write a list of all of the things that I do to live deliciously. And then I'm going to share some of the things that you sent in. They all made my day. They made me unbelievably fucking happy to read through them. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I'm going to go through some of my ways to live deliciously and then I'll be sharing yours. Number one, bring a pink scarf to your hotel or your Airbnb and place it over the lampshade or bulb. It will fucking transform the room. I think that lighting affects your mood. It affects how you feel about yourself. Like, you know, all those memes about walking into a Zara fitting room and feeling like shit when you leave because it's just it's just made you look and feel so gross. I heard this story once about someone who used to bring pink materials 
to cover the lights in the toilets that they would hook up with other girls in. Like, isn't that the most fucking delicious, iconic thing you've ever heard in your life? I'm completely obsessed with it. That is living deliciously to me. Okay, on to the next one. I personally need to leave my apartment every single day because every single... I actually recently just had um, a slipped disc in my spine and I couldn't leave the house for an entire week because I couldn't walk, basically. And it really affected my mental health. So I had to become the sunshine for myself because... I couldn't go out and experience it. I couldn't get a walk. I couldn't have like a break from my own thoughts, really. That's what walks do for me. So I know that I need to leave my apartment every single day. I need fresh air. I need inspiration. Also, who knows? Like you, you might overhear a conversation. You might see something. You might be inspired. Nothing inspires me more than a good walk somewhere because I need time to let my mind wander without consuming content. I spend so much of my time either talking with my team or my assistant or my friends or even when I'm eating lunch, I'm watching TV. There's always some kind of voice or something to be interacting with going on. So the best thing for me is going for a walk and letting my mind wander. That's also when the best ideas for me come in because I'm not being bombarded with the thoughts or opinions of other people. Okay, on to the next one. Sometimes making sure my surroundings colour coordinate with me or my outfit. Sit next to the painting in the cafe that complements your shoes. Like, don't sit in the boring corner. Choose the pretty corner and have absolutely no shame about it. Coordinate your nails with your hair. Coordinate your lipstick with a ribbon that you tie around your wrist. Co coordinate the bag with the shoes. Anything that you're doing. If you're in a cafe and you can see that people have, they have like a multiple various array of different coffee cups and there's one that matches your color ask for it have no shame in asking for the red coffee cup that matches your lipstick that matches your bag do these tiny little things just do them for yourself and I feel like most of the people that I've spoke to about this who also do this stuff they've never told anyone about the fact that they do these little things because they feel so embarrassed they feel like someone's gonna laugh at them I do this shit too you will do it too. You've all sent me in your little answers. I can't wait to share them. And all the little things as well. Like if your favorite color is orange, for example, I have a friend who's literally obsessed with the color orange. Um, at Forever Yours Betty on Instagram. Go check her out. She's amazing. If you can buy something in orange, why wouldn't you buy an orange? You know, like if you're going to buy, let's say you have to buy a new water bottle, get it in your favorite color. Don't just buy the silver gray one find one in your favorite color because every time you drink out of it it's going to enhance your life a little bit I promise you and if it sounds silly I don't care it will trust me another thing about living deliciously the sound of birds chirping it makes me so fucking happy taking a moment to just pause and listen to the birds chirping maybe because it reminds me of my childhood uh, and the dewy grass in the summer I don't know it just makes me so happy another thing moving towards the sun as often as possible like why are we walking on the shaded side of the pavement right now? We need to be switching over. Like I need to be looking on the road both ways so I can switch over to the other side of the pavement to be in the sun. Doing little things like that, just showing yourself that you deserve sunshine, you deserve happiness, you deserve to bathe in the sun and just sparkle and glisten in it. Doing those gorgeous little things will just make you 10 times happier, particularly in winter. Another thing I like to do is buy myself flowers if I pass a store and just carry them around with me. I think flowers, flowers make me feel and look so fucking beautiful. I feel beautiful with a bouquet of flowers, even more beautiful if I put them out myself and I've just curated them again with my outfit. So I was recently in Margate with uh, seeing my friend, also the same, my friend Elizabeth, the same friend who 
uh, we both agreed to get Live Deliciously tattoos a couple years ago. I was visiting her and we just walked past a florist uh, on our way to brunch and I just bought myself a bouquet of flowers so that I can hold them and smell them and look at them all day. They make me feel fucking incredible. They make me feel special. And it's also such an important symbol to me because I used to be in a relationship where the only time I ever received flowers was as an apology. So to reclaim that symbol and make it something that I deserve flowers just because is so fucking important to me. Okay, the next one, plaiting my hair with velvet ribbons. This has been a recent thing for me. I love doing it so much and just matching it with the shade of my lipstick. Something about plaits just brings out a playfulness in me. And for you, it might not be plaits, but doing something that brings out a playfulness in you, whether that's, I don't know, buying like a sheet of stickers and covering a journal in them because it's what you did when you were younger or collaging or buying pick and mix sweets because it's what you had when you were a child. Things that remind you to just be a bit playful Again, they're all these little symbols that they mean different things to different people. Yeah, so doing those things that remind you of being a kid, they always feel so fucking precious. Plaiting my hair is just such a beautiful ritual for me. Okay, another one. Listening to the soundtrack of a certain movie, if the scenery reminds me of it, it gives you like a heightened sense of magic. I will play the fucking Twilight soundtrack if I'm going through the woods. Even if I see a tree that reminds me of Twilight, you know I'm putting that fucking soundtrack on. I was in Tokyo recently and I was um, at the airport. You bet I was playing the Lost in Translation soundtrack on the way home from the airport. I was listening to Just Like Honey by Jesus and the Merry Chain and loving the shout of my life. I was also crying a lot. It's very emotional, very bittersweet moment for me to leave. But something about that just makes it feel bittersweet instead of it just being bitter, you know? I just kind of, I love to make my life feel like I'm in a movie and there's nothing silly about that. It's just about maximizing what you're already experiencing, if that makes sense. So you're already going home from the airport. Why not make it lovely? Why not make it romantic? Why not romanticize your life? Uh, it's not like you're doing something toxic and trying to make it look good by romanticizing it. No, this is this is romanticizing a situation which would otherwise be very mundane or sad. So another one for me is candlelight on my own with company with friends when I'm writing. It gives a sense of ritualism and intention to what you're doing instead of just doing it on autopilot. Also, another thing for me is exclusively drinking hot drinks from a teacup and saucer. It just makes me feel so special and so gorgeous. I just love beautiful crockery. Um... I just want to feel like a beautiful Renaissance painting constantly. And why not if it's at no extra cost? Like a few extra pounds to have a special teacup. Um, that makes me feel so incredible. Also, scrolling on Pinterest instead of social media, it's endlessly fucking inspiring to go onto Pinterest. And then your feed just learns more about what you want to see. I've never left Pinterest feeling like shit about myself, ever. Okay, so like I said, I asked all of you what you think living deliciously means, what it means to you. This was my this is my favorite part of the episode is getting to share your ones. They left me in stitches. They left me blushing, some of them. Some of them were very sexy. Some of them were so gorgeous. Some of you painted a very detailed image. I'm just going to go ahead and share them. I don't know. I hope, I hope some of you feel like you can relate to this also because we all do these tiny little things and these are such accessible joys. Okay, one of you said, all of these are anonymous, by the way. Someone said they masturbate in front of their vision board to manifest all of their dreams for the year. Exactly. Okay, number two, brushing your teeth in the evening by candlelight. A few minutes of romance in your daily routine makes you feel fucking incredible. Cooking a good meal while listening to my favorite songs with a glass of wine in my hand. Honestly, every single time I do that, it makes me feel like a main character in a movie. I'm like, what's going on with me? Have I just moved into my new apartment? Am I cooking for a date? What's going on? I feel like part of also romanticizing your life is just creating a little story in your head. 
just creating a little narrative and assigning a romantic story to the thing that you're doing, even if it's just a mundane thing like cooking dinner with a glass of wine. Okay, on to the next one. Looking at the home I've created for myself with all of my trinkets and prints. I am a massive hoarder of trinkets and things. I I love a good craft store. As soon as I walk into like a craft store, um, the range, oh my God, get get me in the range and you're not seeing me for like a good few fucking hours. I'm staring at all the pens, all the fresh paints, all the little glittery glues. All of that stuff just sets my soul on fire. I don't know what it is. It's kind of like a magpie thing. I'm just very drawn to it. And it was so refreshing for me to see that so many other people agreed with this one. Okay, I'm just going to go through a few of these like a list. Anything with burrata, flowers from the supermarket, applying a power lip in public, exactly. Loose leaf tea and a tea strainer. Oh my God, this makes me so happy. I love the smell of jasmine green tea. It's so fucking sensuous. It's beautiful. It's delicious. Wearing perfume to bed, making an indulgent sandwich with about nine different ingredients. This is amazing. I love it. You can make like a restaurant standard sandwich if you just get like a bit of sourdough bread and chuck all your gorgeous bits in it. Feels amazing. For some reason, sourdough bread just makes it feel elevated. I don't know why. Uh, someone here said, once you've had cancer, the sheer act of living is fucking delicious. I had to add that one in there. It gave me a lot of perspective also. Um, sending so much fucking love to you. I love this answer. I like to get in a hot shower, press my tits up against the glass and pretend I'm in a magazine shoot. I've never done this, but I'm definitely going to give it a fucking go. <laughs> it's just so iconic. <laughs> okay, another one. Knitting on a bench in the park. Another one, having strap-on sex with my girlfriend. Living deliciously for me is watching her have pleasure. Gorgeous. Collecting pretty and vintage teacups. I'm so on par with that one as well. Gorgeous. Swimming and lying on a hot rock to dry. Going to a flea market and a museum in a cute outfit and seeing where the day takes you. I love doing this. Something about wandering on your own. Also wearing a gorgeous outfit when you're doing these things. Extra points. There's nothing like, I love the idea of just brightening up someone's day by wearing a really colourful outfit. My friend has bright orange hair and always wears bright orange clothes. And the amount of smiles that she gets on the street from people, the amount of people who say you've made my day, it's beautiful. You're like a walking billboard for joy. And I just think it's so amazing. It takes a lot of courage, obviously, but self-expression is like, it's the best high. It's the best feeling when you can really express yourself and be seen and recognized by the people who are doing the same. It's beautiful. You give other people permission to do it themselves as well. Okay, on to the next one. Making something nutritious to eat that makes me feel good, gorgeous. Another one, being alone in lingerie and having a wank with an incense stick burning in the background. Beautiful, cinematic, delicious. I love it all. Okay, First question. Actually, a lot of the questions that I got in were about this. How to live deliciously without guilt. I think living deliciously without guilt is one of the most asked questions I got because we have this fear attached to wanting nice things and to raising our standards. How many times have you been told that you're being too picky? Something like that will literally just, if you get it early in your life, as a child, as a teenager, whatever, in a situation where it shames you, it will stick with you. And suddenly you're in this like limbo, in this place of never really asking for much more because you've been taught to want less. And every single fucking thing I do in my work, I just want to encourage particularly women to just fucking want more for themselves and not care what anyone thinks about that. You should think bigger because you deserve bigger. And so to get rid of the guilt attached to wanting to live deliciously, you have to know that you deserve nice things. 
And if people around you, maybe, I feel like mostly it's to do with the people around you, shaming people who do this, shaming people who take pictures and shaming people who do all of this kind of stuff and view it as cringy or like, oh my God, why do you care about all that? Why do you care if your coffee cup matches your handbag in a cafe? Like, why would you care about that? Um, It's just another tool of shame. Just say, because I fucking want it this way. I think a lot of the, you just need to feel some kind of pride in it, you know, then people can't sting you with it. Okay, on to the next question. How do you live deliciously when you have a partner to consider too? So again, uh, living deliciously is inexpensive and accessible. Maybe encourage your partner to live deliciously as well. I think back to what I was saying about the people around you shaping and formulating how you view the world. Maybe your partner doesn't do these things and doesn't value nice things. I want to say nice things, by the way, just please remember that does not mean expensive luxury designer Because I think our idea of romance has been completely skewed. We associate romance with resources. We associate romance with the love bombing that we experience at the beginning of maybe a toxic relationship, being flown places or being made these massive promises of like grand gestures. That to me isn't romance. Romance is looking at the moon together. Romance is going for a walk in the park. Romance is making up stories to tell each other. Romance is sending voice notes to each other romance can be uh, remembering their favorite meal and cooking it for them on the third date, whatever the fuck you want to do. Romance is small. It's thoughtful. Romance can be fucking beautiful. So maybe you want to incorporate some little romantic rituals that you could do with your partner. Uh, Maybe I'll do a series of this on Instagram. Tips for inspiring uh, living deliciously when you're in a relationship or something. But being in a relationship should not affect the way that you want to do nice things for yourself. If you start to do nice things for yourself and your partner says something and they don't like it, encourage them to do it too. And also question why you're with someone that doesn't want you to live a delicious life. Okay, one more question. I only have time for one more question. How to stop chasing relationships to feel delicious and desirable? So back to what I was saying about creating romance for yourself being the most important thing because it raises your standards, this is exactly what will happen. You, If you start to create romance by yourself in your life and you make it a lifestyle, um, I spoke about this in my episode with Gabriella Abrao, Sai Swoon on Instagram, where if you make romance a lifestyle, you won't settle for less. You won't settle for less in your romantic situations and you won't chase that delicious feeling because what? You're fucking creating it for yourself. You're making yourself your favorite dinners. You're taking yourself out. The more solo dates, you know, you'll see a lot of women talking about this online now, going for solo dates. The more you do that stuff for yourself, the more you cultivate that feeling of joy and loving your life in your own life, the less you seek out for it in other people. And I think it's a powerful fucking thing. When we talk about self-love, this is ultimately what we're trying to do. We're trying to raise the bar of the standards that we have set for ourselves. And by doing that in these tiny little ways, every single day, you slowly teach yourself that you fucking matter, the way you live your life matters, that your happiness and your joy matters. That's my tip. Create romance in your everyday life and you won't be seeking out for it in these ways that may be harmful to you. Thank you so fucking much for sending in all of your questions. I love talking about living deliciously. I've made a little highlight on my Instagram now just to kind of keep an archive of everybody's responses. This is my first ever episode that I've done talking by myself. I do my Ask Floss questions, um, which is my subscriber thing that you can go to on any platform, any streaming platform. That's still going to be available 
We won't be putting out any more new episodes for season two of Ask Floss, um, but you can access the archive there whenever you want to. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you've been here every week, if you're new here, make sure you check out the other episodes. Um, It's been fucking incredible. And... I can't wait to see you again soon. This has been amazing. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And like I said, I just kind of want this to be a little archive of something that you can return to when maybe you're feeling shit or you just need a reminder that life is delicious with or or without a romantic partner and that you can create the romance that you're seeking completely by yourself, for yourself. I want to give a massive thank you to the formidable Black Honey who composed the original theme music. You can find them on Instagram at at BlackHoneyUK and check out their latest album, written and directed. This is a Something Else and Sony Music Entertainment production. My producer is Millie Charles, assistant producer is Ella McLeod, executive producer is Carly Mayle, the production coordinator is Lily Hambly, and I want to give a special thanks to Chris Skinner, Jonathan Imiri, Ryan O'Meara, and Teddy Riley for additional production, and a big thanks to our engineers, Josh Gibbs and Gully Lawrence Tickle, and mix engineer, Jay Beal. Love you, bye!